On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Model 3's two battery pack sizes are revealed. Signature red may be an option on Model 3 after all. Elon drops a bunch of other new Model 3 info on Twitter and much more. Happy Memorial Day weekend to my American listener friends. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode number 95 for May 28th, 2017. As I said, it is Memorial Day weekend. I hope you are enjoying it, whether you are at home or on the road. Perhaps those of you with Teslas are doing a, a zero emissions road trip. Maybe you drove somewhere for this fine holiday weekend. As for me, uh, we've got a lot to get to this week. It was a big week, big fun week of Tesla news. This is, I, I am, ex- I was super excited to record the show today. Uh, it is, I am recording on Saturday late afternoon. Uh, so apologies to the uh, Patreon backers who, who like getting the show a little early because it uh, obviously wasn't that early today. But it kind of worked out because some news broke late Friday night that I would not have gotten to had I recorded the show then. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, I will say I have to pre-apologize because next week's going to be the same way. I'm going to record Saturday night next week because uh, next week, next Saturday, Michael from Milbray is taking me along as his guest. Thanks to uh, because we got enough referrals because of you know the referral program. Uh, those of you that were kind enough to use Michael's code, enough of you did, where we uh, we are able to go to the fa- the VIP factory tour that has the Q&A with chief designer Franz von Holzhausen, as well as the private Model 3 viewing. That is happening next Saturday. Now, uh, I do want to warn you, as I almost warned myself, now I might have a lot for you next week if there's no NDA and I happen to get a chance to ask Franz a few questions. You know, I don't know if people in our group will be shy. A lot of times... In, in things like that, people are shy and they don't want to ask questions, but you never know. You might get a lively group. Who knows? So um, if, yeah, if I, if I get to ask him a lot of stuff and there's no NDA, I could have a lot for you, or it could be the opposite. I might have almost nothing to report if it's all under NDA and I don't get to ask Franz anything anyway for whatever reason or another. So I'm as curious to find out how it's going to go as you are. So stay tuned for next week's show. I will tell you whatever I can from there. And in fact, on that note, on the topic of the Franz von Holzhausen Q&A, let's go to Bobby in Salt Lake City on that very topic. Bobby, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. It's Bobby calling in from Salt Lake City. If you were looking for questions to ask Franz during a Q&A at your Model 3 visit, I've got one for you. And that is, why did they change the way the brake lights work on the Model 3? The lights on the prototypes they revealed last year lit up like the Model S and X do, but in all the release candidates that we've seen, we see just the one small square in the middle lighting up in all the videos that fans have taken. And to me, this really cheapens the look of the car. I've been fine with all the design decisions uh, they've made up to this point with the minimal interior, the nose of the car, and everything else, but the these brake lights um, are just really disappointing to me, and I'm hoping we can get some clarity on why they changed it or if the actual production vehicles are, are going to be different. Uh, thanks, as always, for the show, Ryan, and good luck. 
Bobby, thanks for the call. That would indeed be something interesting to ask him. So I'm going to add that to my list. And if you have a question that you would like me to try and be your vessel for, should I get the opportunity to uh, throw a few questions Franz's way, go ahead and just email me because, you know, there's no need to call in with those. I'm not going to play them on the show. So just email me, teslapodcast at gmail.com. I'll uh, be writing my own questions and I'll compile the best of yours. And like I said, I might get a chance to ask zero questions, one question, or maybe I'll get to pepper him with a handful. So we shall see. On with the week's Tesla news. As I said, it was a busy, fun, exciting Tesla week, uh, particularly on the Model 3 front, which is, of course, where the bulk of the model of the Tesla news is coming these days. Tesla Rati gets a tip of the hat because they had themselves a very nice scoop as part of a larger sort of fiscally oriented scoop, as it were. They have learned through uh, trusted sources that the base Model 3 is going to feature a 60 kilowatt hour pack, which, of course, is the uh, well was the base Model S battery up until fairly recently. Uh, And in fact, uh, that's what a few Model Xs had a 60 kilowatt hour. Remember, remember that did not last. That literally lasted a month or two before they discontinued the 60 kilowatt uh, Model X. But anyway, it's going to be a 60 on the bottom end and a 75 on the top end. Uh, as Although that one, Elon had more or less already revealed uh, through comments on Twitter. But uh, test packs, Tesla Rati has learned, Test packs, battery module packs, using the new 2170 cells that are going to go in all the Model 3s, they are currently being assembled by hand at the Gigafactory at a rate of about 20 per day. Now, they note that uh, robots are going to be able to do a pack in about 10 seconds once the robots come online for this, so that's just a wee bit more efficient. Now, what does this mean for range? Because... uh, I've seen comments about this, I've seen speculation, I, and that is all we have for now. Now, uh, the Bolt, the Chevy Bolt, to which the Model 3 is, I think, pretty fairly compared to. They have the, the same uh, MSRP. They have, uh, you know, they're both, they're, they're really the only cars in their, their class, although the, the 3 is much larger. So the Bolt has a 60 kilowatt hour pack as well, and it gets 238 miles of range. On the one hand, Model 3 is much more aerodynamic than the Bolt. However, the Bolt is also a much smaller car and a lighter car. The Bolt is rated at 3,580 uh, 3, pounds versus what I would estimate to be at, at least 4,000 pounds for the Model 3. Probably at least a 500-pound difference. I actually think it's probably easier for this exercise in trying to determine what the range is going to be on the Model 3 packs. I think the the, the, the smarter exercise is to compare the Model 3 to the Model S. Because remember, the, the 3 is overall much closer in size to the Model S. So uh, the S 60 kilowatt hour pack is rated at 210 miles. And the 75 kilowatt hour pack is rated at 249 miles. The three is uh, just like the three is bigger and heavier than the Bolt. The S is bigger and heavier than the three. Or to phrase it the other way, Model 3 is lighter and more aerodynamic than the Model S. Therefore, my guess, 
and this, so this is my own speculation, I'm not quite as bullish on this as some other people. I would love to be wrong, but I think, you know, it, the, the 2170 packs make, might make a difference. They might not. I mean, they're denser, but they're, you know, it's all, you're still getting a 60 or 75 kilowatt hour pack. So, uh, you know, I know the 30, 20 to 30% higher energy density has been mentioned, but uh, you still are dealing with a big car. I, here's where I'm going to plant my flag in the ground. Pardon me. I think we're looking at 225 to 230 on the base Model 3 and 270 to 275 on the big battery. Again, I'd love to be wrong, um, but I'm trying to be realistic. Maybe maybe I'm being a tad conservative, but I, I, I want to be, I would rather be pleasantly surprised than be disappointed because I've seen people throwing out, oh, it's definitely going to get, it's going to be 300 because the car is smaller and more aerodynamic and the battery, pa- the 2170 cells. Maybe it will be. But with the, I mean, the, the S, again, the Model S 75 kilowatt hour car is 249 miles. For the Model 3 using the same size kilowatt hour pack to top 300 miles, you are talking about 20% better range 20 percent uh that's that's a lot i mean i think in the real world that's a lot again yes the car is lighter yes the car is more aerodynamic for so that's going to be better highway range not going to make a difference in the city but um and yes the the 2170 cells have higher energy density but i just 20 i just think 20 percent more would be a lot so I'm thinking more like 10%. That's kind of, that's basically that's what I based my my estimate off of. So uh, we'll see how right or wrong I am. But if it you know if that ends up being what it is, 275 uh, for the the big battery, 225 230 for the base. I mean that's still that's not bad. Uh, and you know you throw a dual motor on there and you're gonna you're gonna punch that up five or ten miles as well. So that's gonna that's gonna help tick it up. We'll see. Uh, we should find out in July, hopefully. They also mentioned, by the way, it's part of Tesla Roddy's scoop, they have learned that the big batteries are likely to be made first. So to me, that says Tesla wants a decent margin on those very first cars, even though they're the quote-unquote simple rear-wheel drive motor builds. And remember, Elon has kind of hinted at this before, uh, he, he had, on, a, on a quarterly conference call, I believe it was, a couple of quarters ago, he talked about how the first cars are the most expensive to build because they're, they take so long, relatively speaking. You know, the, the manufacturing is not efficient yet. The line isn't up to speed. And therefore, those cars are the most expensive to build. So, you know, with the S and the X... Uh, in that same scenario, they built the highest spec cars first to try and help offset that. They are not doing that with the three because, of course, as we know, the performance model has been pushed out to spring 2018. But it looks like they are uh, at least hedging their bet in a sense, and gonna, they're going to crank out the 75 kilowatt hour cars first. That means that if you camped out and reserved at a store on the morning of March 31st last year, and you want the base model, you want the base pack, I'm not sure how long you're going to have to wait. 
but it looks like you will not be getting your car right away. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. And that also means that the first cars off the line, while they won't be fully equipped, ludicrous, performance, maxed out, $80,000 cars, they're also not going to be base model $35,000 cars either. They're probably, that means, you know, if, if they're going to be requiring the bigger battery on the first cars off of the line, you got to figure that's going to be a $7,500 to $10,000 upgrade, most likely somewhere in between. Uh, my best guess is, you know, it's, it's a $10,000 difference on Model S to step up in battery. Uh, so I, I think we're probably looking at, call it eight. You know, that's, again, just trying to stay conservative with it so that if it's, if it's a smaller <laughs> price difference, then I'm pleasantly surprised instead of, instead of disappointed. So if it's an eight, you know, you're looking at uh, $43,000 cars out of the gate rather than $35,000 cars. Uh, this is the part of the show where I am really excited. <laughs> this, this completely, I woke up to this. This all went down, this was all posted on Friday night and I had went to bed early um, and I woke up Saturday to this, to a bunch of tweets of people really excited for me. I'm like, what is this? And sure enough, it was my dream come true a release candidate Model 3 was spotted in Palo Alto. There is even video of it online, of, a, of the car uh, behind it, following it for a little while, getting a good, clear view of the car. Sadly, not the front, just the back. But the car is wearing signature red paint. Yes! <laughs> yes! I am so thrilled that that is real. I am so thrilled. Give it to me. I need it. Signature red on my Model 3. It's, it, is, it is my dream come true. I have been uh, trying to plant that seed in Elon Musk's head. At one point, I know at least he heard me because, as you'll recall, he replied to me uh, some months ago when he replied to my tweet about that very topic saying, there will be something special for, model, uh, for March 31st reservation holders. So uh, I am 100% taking credit for this. I want everybody to know I am taking credit for this. Uh, I, I willed this into existence. Uh, I, probably not. I probably had nothing to do with it, but uh, it's, it's a fun thought. I, I'm just happy that it's real. Although, I have to say, I can't count that chicken before it hatches. I am not quite ready to say that the Model 3 going into my garage is going to be signature red. And that's because, for all I know, this could be a thing that's reserved exclusively for Tesla employees as a, as a sort of special commemoration for them. And or it could be for Tesla employees and existing Tesla owners. You know, because that's we know that those two groups of people already have priority in the delivery queue. So for all I know, this could be a thing for them as well. Whether or not it extends out all the way out to anybody who has a, a reservation timestamp of March 31st remains to be seen. But when you take when you correlate that with Elon's response to me on Twitter saying that there would be something special, something cool for, as he told Alexi Heft this week, which we'll get to uh, 
uh, in a minute here. It does correlate nicely with that, where he said there'd be something cool, there'd be something special for people that have March 31st reservations. So hopefully this is going to be it. I know I was looking at some of the Electrek comment chatter and some of the other chatter, and a lot of people were poo-pooing it, saying, I don't like that color, that's a dumb thing. I was like, well, you know what? It's a paint color, it's highly subjective. Of course, you know, if it was signature white, then I would be like, nah, no thanks, I don't care about that. It happens to be a color that I love. In fact, uh, serendipitously, I actually came across a signature red Model S today on my errands, my morning errands. In fact, I, and I got out and took a picture of it uh, and had to tweet it out because it just, I, I thought it was, it was like, you know, the Tesla gods were speaking to me as if it's like, oh, it's signature red day today. Because even though I am lucky here in the San Francisco area, I mean, I literally see Model S's every day. In, in many, on many days, it's many of them. <laughs> You know, I might see 10, 12 or more of them in a day here. That's how prevalent they are. But seeing a signature red S is very, very rare. It's actually gotten, in a sense, more rare because even, you know, there were only a thousand of them. Or was it 12? They they might have ended up doing 1250. I can't quite remember. But, you know, there, there are many, many S's around, but very few of them that are signature red and you know the each day there are more and more s's in the bay area and each day the percentage of those that are signature red goes down so they are pretty rare to see i love the color it it's a multi coat it has a metallic fleck in it a sparkle in it um it's i i find it to be a very classy i mean you got to see it in person which i think is true of any paint color i mean yeah you can get a decent idea of what signature red looks like from photos online but you really do like like any other paint color you got to see it in person to really appreciate it and and again if you don't that's fine it's a paint color it's super subjective but in any case there is no doubt that this model 3 was wearing signature red paint cuz it definitely wasn't multi coat red and so I am, I am optimistic that I might have a reasonable chance to get Signature Red. And, and so might all of you who, uh, who waited in line and got, and got a March 31st reservation. If it does end up being a thing that's for employees or employees and existing owners, I'll, I can live with that. Because, you know, I'm, I'm fine with those people being rewarded for their... Uh, loyalty either as an employee or as a as a supporter of the company because you know if if i don't if i can't get signature red i'm going to be very very happy to fall back on multi-coat red but i am hoping that i am able to get sig red because i i think it's a beautiful color uh and it was it was thrilling i was not expecting this to happen i mean even when elon replied to me i thought well he might have just said yes if it was real. So, you know, and, and I was trying to keep my expectations in check when he said, oh, well, there'll be something special. And I thought, well, okay, maybe that's going to be uh, a T-shirt or a, a, a hat or a poster. You know, so, something very, you know, you, you try to manage your expectations with these things. So uh, we'll see who is going to get Signature Red, but it looks like somebody is going to have access to it. And... For those of you who might think, well, 
that seems like an awfully small number of cars that Signature Red could even be applicable to in a time when Tesla is so obsessed and so focused on manufacturing efficiency. And to that, I would actually counter, there were over 125,000 reservations placed on March 31st. And the reason I know that is because I was, as you know, fortunate enough to be at the Model 3 reveal event on March 31st. And after the event ended, they put a live counter up on the video wall of the reservations, and it just kept going up and up and up. And it cleared, I have a, I have a picture uh, that I took where it's sitting at 125,000. So I don't know what it actually got up to, but it's at least 125,000 reservation holders. So even if, even if only 10%, 10%, of those 125K, uh, and like I said, it's probably more than that, but if 10% of those people opt for for it, that's 12,000 plus cars, 12, 12, 12,5. You could, you know, some of those people might be employees, some of those people might be owners, some of those people might be, and then then West Coast, and then, you know, uh, Mountain, and then Midwest, and then East as they move through, and then Europe and other territories. My point being, they could absolutely batch those such that, you know, they're, they're done in a, enough of them are done in an efficient manner where maybe, you know, oh, it's, uh, you know, this day of the month, so we're going to do all the SIG Reds in the paint shop on this day. And that's, you know, that's what, or maybe this, this week is dedicated to, uh, or the, the next two weeks, whatever it is, are dedicated to the SIG Reds. And they'll, they'll just batch them. Because they already do that now with uh, with S's and X's, and and I'm sure they'll be doing it with threes. So it is a very very real possibility now. It just got a lot more real than than what it was, which it had been a pipe dream in my own mind up until today. So very excited about that. Okay, uh, let's move on to uh, Elon Musk's series of tweets from this past week. There were a lot of them. So I want to go through and review what we learned this week. It's mostly Model 3 related. Elon was asked, any idea of when we'll start seeing the rollout of all-wheel drive Model 3s? Now, he has addressed this before, but to hear him do so again in in an updated way matters. And Elon did reply, and he said, early next year. To start with, we're making the simplest Model 3 first, like we did with S. Didn't do it with X because I was an idiot. So you'll recall that the last time uh, Elon talked about the all-wheel drives was when he revealed to us all that they would not be available at launch. And at the time, which was March, he said it would be six to nine months from now, which meant, okay, fall to end of year. So now we're looking like, now he's saying early next year, whether that's January, that's... you would. Early next year would, I think, generally translate to January or February. But it does appear certain that no all-wheel drive Model 3s will ship this year. So if you, even if you are a West Coast employee who owns a Model S already, you will not be getting an all-wheel drive Model 3 this year. And I'll tell you, the, all along, I've, I've, I've been 
pegging my my expectation for my car as a day one reservation holder who camped out, got right in, right at 10 a.m. when the store opened. I was 14th in line or whatever I was. Who lives right near the factory. Uh, I'd kind of figured at the time, two years, which, you know, March, so March, April of 2018. That's looking pretty accurate right now. That seems to be about where I'm tracking, uh, depending on, you know, since I am definitely holding out for all-wheel drive, and then, again, performance is going to depend on finances. Uh, We'll see about that. But, yeah, looking like like, uh, spring, most likely, for for most of the all-wheel drive cars. Next up, this one is, I alluded to this a few minutes ago, from this was asked by one of our regular listeners, in fact, one of our Patreon producers, Alexi Heft. She wrote to Elon and said, Sig Red or free supercharging for March 31st reservation holders? And Elon replied, something cool for sure. So, uh, it could be either one. Again, it's possible that the March 31st reservation holders will get Signature Red, uh, and that they could still also do something special for the employees and existing Tesla owners and give them free unlimited lifetime supercharging. Or it could end up being the reverse, where maybe they'll give the free unlimited lifetime supercharging to all of us March 31st reservation holders, and they'll offer Signature Red paint as an option to the employees and the existing owners. I could, it could absolutely go either way. So um, we shall see. Or again, it could easily be something much, much, much simpler for March 31st folks, like a poster or a little Model 3 toy car. So I, you know, I want to be careful not to, not to set my expectations too high on this. Uh, another person tweeted Elon saying simply, Tesla Model 3 update, please. And Elon replied saying, that will be tied to deliveries of the first production cars in July. So this is simply him reiterating that the next event for Model 3 will occur in July as the delivery event, which is uh, still still according to schedule there. Elon also tweeting, uh, sort of apropos of nothing, all Model S and X cars will have an auto raise and lower function for the steering wheel in a few months. Now that's something that uh, I know for you tall folks, of which I am not one, tall folks in particular, I know, uh, really benefit from that, where the steering wheel will tilt up and out of the way to make it easier to get in and out of the car. So it appears that is going to be a software update for all Teslas in the fleet. And that will be coming apparently in a few months. Another question to Elon. Elon, a request from my young kids. Daddy, please, can your cool Tesla be a Wi-Fi hotspot too? What do I tell them? You kids today and your Wi-Fi hotspots. Got to be on the internet all the time. (laughs) Uh, Elon replied saying, we could add that function pretty easily from a technical standpoint. Just need to add in the billing software. And the thread continued, uh, someone saying, Tesla hotspot would eliminate one extra device, smiley face, Best if you add cams recording in a loop to the external drive, too. And uh, Elon saying, quote, Interesting idea, 
would give a dynamic 360 degree surround view as you're driving. Have this in dev mode can be a bit distracting though. I think Elon actually misinterpreted this slightly. Uh, the, I believe the person asking him was referring to uh, basically uh, an accident situation where if someone hits you, you you're, you've got that recording in, of all the cameras around the car and can use that as evidence to proof, you know, prove to the police that the ex- accident was not your fault. But even, you know, Elon thinking of it as a 360-degree view on the touchscreen could still be a fun way to go as well. Next, someone uh, requesting of Elon, please add Homelink controls to the mobile app. Also, allow for temperature customization in cabin cabin overheat protection. Elon replying simply, will do. So add that to the feature list for uh, a future version of the Tesla app. Next up, can you add a Solar City and Powerwall app to the Model S and X list of apps so I can check them while sitting in traffic? Elon saying, yes. Next, update on the Coast to Coast Autopilot demo. Elon replying, still on for the end of the year, just software limited. Any Tesla car with hardware too, all cars built since October last year, will be able to do this. So simply reiterating what he'd already said there. Uh, He added, sort of again, independently, just noting, excited about the Tesla Autopilot software release rolling out next month, meaning June. New control algorithm feels as smooth as silk. And he's, he clarified that. He's referring to uh, the lane holding. Because I've heard from some of you that the, the lane holding isn't super smooth. Like the car kind of ping-pongs a little bit and, and isn't as smooth as it was in Hardware 1. So it sounds like this next software update, they've made some improvements there, which is nice to hear. Because remember, folks... The thing to remember, because it, it's easy, I know it's easy for me to forget this. Maybe it's just me, but everything, every update that rolls out now goes, it, it will be on your Model 3. So all of these improvements to autopilot, uh, and as hardware 2 gets closer and closer to parity with hardware 1 and then starts to surpass it, that's all going to be there for us when we take delivery of our Model 3. So that is exciting stuff. Perpendicular parking and rain sensors for hardware, too, please. And Elon says, hopefully June for those, too. So those are a couple of features that hardware one has that hardware two is still lacking. And finally, uh, out of left field, out of nowhere, what's up with your plans to rebuild your Lotus Bond sub into a working model? And Elon actually replied to this saying, We'll keep the original Bond Lotus sub as is. That design can't actually convert from car to sub. Have a new design in mind that does. Normally, you would laugh this off with any, almost any other human being on the planet. But as I've said many, many a time before, not with Elon Musk. <laughs> he will probably find a way to do this when he has five minutes that he can't sleep at night. He'll probably sketch this out in a totally workable way, and it'll somehow get made, and it'll be amazing. You never know. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on to the next round of Model 3 news for the week. We learned this week via a spy shot of a Model 3 parked at a supercharger plugged in. We finally got a look 
at what the Model 3's supercharger plug looks like, or I should just say the charging plug, it flips up. So it's, you know, it's the entire, you know, on the S and the X, it's just that little, little end piece of the tail light that wraps around on the driver's side. It's just, a, it's, it's basically just the size of the, of the plug itself. It's very small. But on the Model 3, the piece that flips open is much, much larger, which <clears throat> I presume this to be because they're, they're going to use, they're going to need that space for other territories where they might need to put different formats of plug on that are larger than Tesla's plug. So it's, it's basically the entire triangular piece uh, that wraps around on the driver's side body of the car, the, the actual, uh, as opposed to the rear of the car, the actual driver's side. So that entire rectangular, uh, pardon me, triangular piece flips up. Now, the, from the picture, it kind of looks manual rather than automatic, but I think it basically has to be automatic in order for automatic supercharging to work when level four, level five self-driving capability rolls around and the car can drive itself across the country. I mean, because it can't do that if you need a human being to flip open the charging port. So uh, even though, like I said, it kind of, it looks manual from the picture, to me anyway, I don't think it can be. It's got to be automatic. A uh, hat tip here, uh, just as earlier we had a hat tip for Tesla Roddy. This one goes to Trevor Page of the Model 3 Owners Club forum. He managed to leak a, got his, got his hands on and posted Tesla's internal, well, this is my, my phrasing, not theirs, uh, an anti-selling sheet for the Model 3. It's a Model S versus Model 3 comparison sheet, uh, which Tesla themselves posted at the end of the week on Tesla.com. And it's, it's two columns. It's a side-by-side -side with a bunch of different categories of Model S versus Model 3. So the first category is performance, and it notes 0 to 60 in 5.6 seconds for the Model 3. And that's slightly new information because you'll recall that at the Model 3 unveil event, we were simply told it would be less than 6 seconds. So, of course, you automatically assume 5.9 for the, for the base model. So 5.6 is not too, bet, uh, not too shabby at all for the base model. The bigger battery and the dual motors and the performance will be faster, faster, faster than that. But 5.6, and they put that side by side next to 2.3 seconds for a P100D. So uh, I find that a little odd that they're comparing a $130,000 Model S to a $35,000 Model 3, but there you go. Uh, Pay-per-use supercharging which was expected. We saw the policy change earlier this year versus uh, they note free unlimited lifetime supercharging for some Model S's. Uh, range, 215 plus. So still not showing their hand there. We don't know exactly how many, uh, how many miles the base battery range is going to be. Seating for five adults, that was obvious. There are no rear-facing child seats here. Here's a big one now. Uh, 
14 cubic feet of combined frunk and trunk storage space versus 30 for the Model S. And they note that it is a manual trunk with no power lift gate the way the Model S has. Uh, so I gotta say that's, that's a bit surprising that the discrepancy is that much between the S and the 3. Now, yes, lift, uh, the, the uh, S being a hatchback versus a manual trunk in the 3 does make a difference there. A hatchback's definitely going to have more storage capacity, but uh, yeah, that's twice, I mean, twice as much is quite a lot. Although, I should note, that does not include folded down rear seats in either car. So at least for you Model 3 folks, that should take the storage space up to around 30 uh, cubic feet if you fold the rear seats down. So you still have a pretty decent amount of space. One digital display with a 15-inch center touchscreen on Model 3, no surprise there. Now, they also had a category for premium features, and they list a bunch for Model S, but they don't list any for the 3. They list the HEPA filter, aluminum body, uh, smart air suspension, glass roof, panoramic sunroof, auto-presenting door handles, and 21-inch wheels. And they, the column is simply blank for Model 3. So uh, this is simply, they just haven't announced Model 3's premium features yet. They're, of course it's going to have the glass roof because every single release candidate has had a glass roof on it. There's no way that the Model 3 isn't going to have a glass roof either standard or at least as an option. So uh, I kind of, I, I kind of throw this, I would not panic about this category and all, the, all these features being listed where there are none for the Model 3. Do not panic on that one. This one though, this is the one that's been causing a lot of agita for uh, Model 3 re reservation holders online. Less than 100 possible configurations of Model 3 versus 1500 plus for Model S. Now, people that are better at math than me started digging into this, and they found that it's not as bad as it seems because the, the packages aren't featured in this, the premium package or, you know, like what the tech package used to be. So don't worry too much here, but also this doesn't include, there's no way this includes smart air suspension, all-wheel drive, performance, those aren't factored into this because those aren't in the launch version of the car. Those are going to be coming later. All in all, uh, this sales sheet, to me, just reinforces what I've previously said on the show, which is that I don't think we're going to get any premium interior options on the Model 3, be they an upgraded sound system or a premium package like bioweapon defense mode. Any, I don't think we're going to get any interior accent lighting the way the S has. Uh, etc. Now, smart air suspension was confirmed by Elon on Twitter after the reveal last year. I mean, it's possible that's changed, but more likely, it just won't be offered right at launch when they're building those simplest rear-wheel drive cars. I would expect smart air suspension to become available when uh, either all-wheel drive and or performance come online in 2018. On this topic... Robert from Chicago calls in with his reaction to this document from Tesla. So Robert, go ahead. Hi Ryan, it's Robert from Chicago. 
Just wanted to call in with a reaction uh, and my response to the comparison chart posted on the Tesla website. And I gotta say, I'm feeling a lot like the uh, caller a couple of weeks ago who said he was just feeling really underwhelmed and disappointed by the Model 3. And looking at that chart, uh, it, it's mainly just the number of uh, possible configuration options and lack of a lot of the premium features that really has me disappointed in the Model 3. And I know uh, Elon's been talking about anti-selling and how uh, not to con get confused between thinking the Model 3 is the next better version of the Tesla. And, you know, I'm not somebody who is in that category, but uh, I am someone who is thinking the Model 3 was going to be a smaller, more affordable Model S, and that part of the Model S's expenses was because it was a new technology and so as they got more efficient um, that the cost itself would just come down even with a product of, of nearly the same quality and so just feeling real disappointed um, when you would look at a comparable $35,000 ICE car to have so few options uh, available. I mean, we don't know what they are yet, but less than a hundred different permutations is a very small number when you, you know, start pairing this color with every possible interior, with every possible battery, with every possible uh, software option. You know, that's a, just a, such a small number of possible options. And I could probably make a Model S work. It would be tight and it would you know, it's probably not the wisest thing for me to do to spend that much money on a car. I'm not a car guy to start with, um, but gotten more and more excited about uh, Tesla and the Model 3. And so I'm hoping you or some other callers have some kind of uplifting or optimistic thoughts and maybe they're sort of bluffing and this is, at, you know, at very first launch, there's only this many options and features available, but things will be added but then again you know people like me and you who uh, are day one reservation holders before even the reveal waiting in line now we're getting the short end of the stick by not having as many options available so they're you know kind of sticking it to the people who are uh, believing them and wanting to support them the most so anyways just looking forward to your thoughts thanks bye Robert, thank you for the call. Elon has a very fine line to walk here, which you alluded to, because he has to avoid killing the demand for the Model S, but at the same time, he has to make sure that the Model 3 is good enough and, and appealing enough where it's an obvious choice for someone shopping for a car in the $35,000 range, right? I mean, it's he's always said that, that it's got to be the best car in its class uh, regard and that just happens to be electric. So here's my take on this that I hope makes you feel better, Robert. Or at least this is what I was what I've been telling myself. This sheet was intentionally constructed in order to make the S look as desirable as possible and downplay the three, aka the S meaning the car they need to sell right now versus the three. The car that they just, they literally can't sell yet. I mean, again, I mentioned this a minute ago, but look at the performance comparison alone. They compare the $130,000 performance of a P100D 
to the performance of a $35,000 base Model 3. That's unfair, and that's almost misleading. So, I suspect that the Model 3 isn't quite as hamstrung compared to the Model S as that sheet makes it appear to be, but I, at the same time, I hope that Elon hasn't become so obsessed with manufacturing efficiency that he reduces the appeal of the Model 3 by severely limiting its options. So I, I hope Elon doesn't, doesn't lean too far in that direction. I mean, I get the need and the desire to go in that direction because it's the smart thing to do, it's the practical thing to do, it's the fiscally sensible thing to do, but he's still got to build a great car here uh, and not just a car that can be made cheaply. So... Elon, if you're out there, if you're listening to this, please just think about that for a second and make sure that you're not taking it too far uh, in, in the wrong direction. Finally this week, just a quick note, if you're interested in getting Tesla's solar roof anytime soon, you're going to need to be patient. This is a hat tip now to Electric. They have learned that demand has exceeded expectations internally at Tesla and that the solar roof tiles are now sold out well into 2018. Which, by the way, is great. That is great to see. And as I've said before, I will definitely do this when the time comes, which for us shouldn't be for a while, but, but that's okay. It'll be, it'll be, I'll be able to plan for it because you know a roof is not a cheap thing. But uh, that'll be... That'll be a cool thing to look forward to. You know, home improvement things tend not to be very sexy or exciting, but a solar roof is because it looks cool, it looks very nice, and it's it's completely changing your energy footprint. It's make it's taking you effectively off the grid when you pair it with a power wall. I mean, it, it's a big change, and it's uh, that'll be that'll be something really neat to look forward to for me when the time comes, and hopefully I'm sure some of you out there will be looking to do it sooner, but if you are, might want to get on that waiting list in the near, near future. All right, I'm going to come right back. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of really great phone calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline. You guys called in in mass this week, which I greatly appreciate. We've got Carl from Pennsylvania, Ken in Denver, Tom in Raleigh, Tim in Indiana, Justin in Berkeley, Kyle from New Jersey, Mike from LaGrange, and Michael from Milbrae all coming up with their great questions and discussion topics right after this. If you're like me and have a Tesla reservation, you'd probably love the chance to drive one around for more than just the short test drive that you can get from Tesla. Well, I've got a solution for you. Friend of the show, Joe Edgel, actually rents out Model S and Model X Teslas for as long as you'd like. If you happen to be taking a trip to Washington, D.C. or the Baltimore area, or if you want to drive one so badly you're willing to make a special trip, check out Joe's website, emotion.rentals. If you want, Joe will even deliver the car to you at the airport or your hotel. That's E-M-O-T-I-O-N dot rentals. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Ride the Lightning Hotline. It is the section of the show where, of course, it stars you. You get to call in with your questions, comments, discussion topics. You can record those very easily on your smartphone using the whatever the built-in voice memo program is and then email me that file. 
The email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can use the Ride the Lightning hotline, the very simple, easy-to-use, toll-free number provided by lifeonrecord.com. So that toll-free number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. And uh, by the way, if you if any background noise came in uh, towards the end of that last segment, I apologize. A family friend came over and there was a bunch of commotion at the front door. So anyway, let's start with Carl from Pennsylvania who uh, has at least a local update on what's going on with solar city and solar panels as the solar roof tiles start to come into play. Carl, what have you got? Hi, Ryan. This is Carl from PA. I was just talking to my local Tesla rep, and she told me something interesting that I hadn't really heard before. Uh, she said that um, the Tesla solar uh, roof is replacing the panels entirely, and they're phasing them out. So... I hadn't heard that before, so if you wanted to get a, uh, a solar panel from Solar City, you have to act now before they, uh, they're they all gone. All right, thought that would be interesting for you guys to hear. Bye. Well, we can't quite take that as gospel, uh, no offense, Carl, but assuming that this does prove to be universally true, then anyone who hears this that's interested in solar panels from Solar City as opposed to uh, waiting for the solar roof you should check with your local Tesla store very, very soon. So thank you, Carl, for that heads up. Next up is Ken in Denver, who wonders where the heck the official Model X crash test data is. So Ken, take it away. Hi, Ryan. This is Ken from Denver. I wanted to bring up the topic of the Model X NHTSA crash test data. I thought we would have seen that by now. I don't know how um, overdue it is. so I was curious. I thought that was a good selling point for the S and was hoping it would be exciting good news for the X. Uh, let me know if you know anything about the crash test data. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Thank you, Ken. This has been brought up before, maybe even by you, uh, and I recall predicting that it wouldn't be much longer at that time based on how things went for Model S. But uh, that was a while ago now, and searching in the present day, I couldn't find anything, including, most notably, on the official NHTSA website, which does pull up the X when you search for it, but it has no crash test data. So I have no idea when we're going to get it at this point. I mean, the car's been in full production for about a year and a half now. I did email a Tesla PR representative about this, hoping to get a comment or update of some kind. Unfortunately, I didn't hear anything back this time. They've, they've been kind enough to reply to me in the past, but maybe they just didn't have anything to say, and so uh, didn't get an update here. But I, we tried. Uh, we tried. Ken, thank you for that. It is definitely something to keep an eye on, because if the crash test data comes in as well as Tesla expects it will... That should make analysts happy. It should, it'll just be another selling point for Tesla with the X for families. So it's, it'll be a good thing if, uh, if, in fact, the X nets out uh, as well as the company expects it to with, with regard to crash test rating. Tom in Raleigh now wonders why Teslas uh, can't rate the roads themselves as part of autopilot. Pardon me. Tom, 
flesh that out for me. Hey, this is Tom in Raleigh. I had a few ideas on the autonomous driving mode with Tesla. I wonder why they couldn't rate the roads, you know, with their ability for the autonomous driving to work. You know, maybe had great lane markings or road signs were up to date and they maybe could have the autonomous driving know which roads it would work better on and which roads it didn't work too well on and warn the driver to take back control or maybe not even allow the driving on some roads until the uh, software, you know, was better off dealing with it. But I was wondering if anybody was, if they were working on anything like that. But thanks. I'd love the chef. Bye. Well, Tom, I wonder if it's possible that they already do this in some behind-the-scenes kind of way. We heard earlier from that Elon Musk tweet that they do have 360-degree camera view in a dev mode. So I wonder what other tricks they might have in a dev mode. Maybe they are collecting this kind of data about rating the quality of the roads using fleet learning. Who knows? But Regardless, I love your idea, whether or not it's actually happening or not, because, of course, all roads are definitely not created equal. I can tell you many San Francisco roads are awful. I think pretty much almost anybody will say that the worst roads in the world are the town they live in, uh, except Arizona. Gosh, nobody in Arizona should complain. Those the, the roads there are like, it's like driving on just... Whatever I don't know, whatever the perfect road surface to drive on would be, it, the roads are so smooth, particularly the freeways in Arizona. But in any case, uh, yeah, there are some San Francisco roads that are pretty darn bad. Uh, and in fact, on a certain section of the 101 freeway that I drive on frequently, I know where all the rough spots are, so I know which lane to be in in order to avoid them. But it would be great if the car knew that too, so that when auto, you know, when level four, level five autopilot rolls around, that I don't even have to worry about it. The car just knows. So I hope Tesla does something like this someday, if they're not already gathering data on this in the back end. Next up is Tim from Indiana, who calls in about the upcoming factory tour and Model 3 viewing event next week. Tim, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, it's Tim from Indiana again, calling from my car. Uh, not a Tesla, unfortunately. Uh, I just had a quick comment about the uh, the referral program event uh, that you'll be tagging along to and the alpha prototype uh, you mentioned on this week's show. I think uh, the reason they're using the alpha prototype there is they wouldn't want to spoil the big good surprise, so to speak, uh, at the reveal event. Um, you know, that's likely to be a big party. We know how uh, Tesla loves their big parties. Um, and the official availing and to, you know, show a near final or final version of the car to a smaller audience, uh, especially, you know, even though it would be an audience uh, of fans and people that had earned it, you know, information would get out, pictures would get out, um, and it would take away from, you know, kind of a big event that they're probably building to for July. So it just makes sense for them to show a car that's already been out there uh, and has already been kind of scrutinized and looked over in the Motor Trend piece. Uh, so, yep, that's all I had. Thanks. Bye. Yes, Tim, I heard about this, too. You're totally right. As I said last week, though, I'm still very excited to see it. I mean, I, I wonder if it's going to be velvet roped off or if we might actually get to sit in the Alpha. I mean, at the very least, I hope I can take some decent pictures Although, again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, who knows if an NDA is going to prevent me from sharing those pictures. 
Uh, I can't wait regardless, one week to go. I will say if I am able to take pictures, they'll be on my Twitter, which is at DMC underscore Ryan, if you're not already following me. One week to go, one week to go until the event. I'm very excited for that. Next is Justin from Berkeley, not too far here, just a stone's throw over the Bay Bridge. He calls in regarding energy density and long-range travel for the semi, as well as uh, if you happen to be towing something with one of the Tesla cars. Justin, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, Justin from Berkeley here again, called in a few times. Hey, just was thinking as I was driving and listening to your podcast, I'm sure Tesla has thought of this probably more than I have, but on the topic of just energy density and, you know, kind of what that means for um, extended travel range, and hope you can follow me here, but uh, the semi-truck and even thinking a little bit about things like uh, trailer attachments for Model S, Model X, um, and other cars to have storage and increased energy density. If you look at the base of most trailers, they have sort of a five-inch maybe a six inch, maybe a little shorter, but a a base to them that you can imagine, or at least I was thinking about what if Tesla had that base where they could essentially, if it's a tractor trailer, have that stored with batteries as a flat base and then have that base be able to accept the the, uh, containers, if you will, for the transportation of heavy loads. So essentially a range extender built into the boot or built into the base that could uh, boost the range for the the semi and you can imagine the same thing as if you wanted to take cross-country trip or storage you know could uh, you have some sort of umbilical that goes to the model s or model x that the base of that storage trailer you know enabled you to extend the range now i don't know what the weight to energy density ratio is of where you kind of have diminishing returns but uh, just a thought that popped in my head anyway Hope you're doing okay after Maggie. Sorry to hear about that. Uh, I'm sure you'll you'll do well. Um, and thanks for uh, the great podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Justin, I could totally see this happening, but with two, I have two caution flags here: charging and weight. So the first one, charging, could uh, quite possibly be solved with battery swap stations built for semis and their trailers. You know, there was the the one station on I-5 for Model S's which I don't know, actually, I'm not sure if it's still actually in use or not. I assume it's still there. Uh, it just may not be open. But as far as the weight issue goes, now I, I'm not an engineer, but at what point would the weight be too much? Because batteries are heavy. And I mean, remember the Model S is significantly heavier than a comparable ICE large sedan, significantly heavier. Now multiply that to account for a semi-truck and its payload with with batteries underneath that payload. I mean, could that kind of weight even possibly present a danger for like crossing over bridges? You know, bridges have weight limits. I mean, maybe I'm stretching here. I don't know. But then again, who's to say that a base for a trailer like you propose couldn't just have some batteries on it instead of being totally covered in them, which was sort of the first thought I had. I mean, that might be enough to give a noticeable range benefit without adding a totally undesirable amount of weight. But uh, I like your line of thinking here, and I'm very curious to see how Tesla is going to handle this with the Semi. Uh, Let's see, three more calls to go. First up, Kyle from New Jersey, my uh, state of origin. Love New Jersey. 
has, he's got himself a Model 3 reservation, and he has a particularly, well, maybe not a unique, but he has a certain storage capacity concern. Let's hear what it is, Kyle. Hey, Ryan, this is Kyle from New Jersey. Uh, I was just listening to the podcast in my car and uh, heard a lot of people were calling in that had reservations on the Model 3. And I myself have one, and I have a particular situation that I am just waiting and dying to be able to see a Model 3 up close because I'm a drummer and a musician. And that means I need to pack my drums into my car all the time to go play gigs. And uh, just today, uh, I saw that the uh, graphic had been leaked talking about, you know, cubic storage space in the Model 3 and whatnot. Saw that it was about 14 cubic uh, cubic feet in the trunks. So at first I was a little bit worried, but then I realized that's 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 only cargo space. So that's only the back trunk and the front trunk. So that doesn't include the entire passenger area. Um, and I found a thread on Tumblr of a guy who actually packed a Toyota Corolla full of an entire drum set. So based on my uh, other implications, um, I think for myself and maybe other musicians out there that uh, packing your gear into your Model 3 won't be uh, too much of a problem. So just thought I'd throw that topic out there. So thanks for the podcast. Listen in every week. Keep it up, man. Thanks. Well, Kyle, it's unfortunate for your particular case that the Model 3 has a trunk instead of a hatchback. But yeah, you should be able to break everything down and load it up easily enough. The Model S's cargo volume doubles when you fold the seats down, which I alluded to earlier in the show, from 31, well, more than doubles, 31 to 63 cubic feet. So since Elon has said that the cabin of the Model 3 is actually close, very, very close uh, to the S because of the way Tesla was able to move the dashboard further forward in the car to where the firewall would be in an ICE, I think it's reasonable to expect the Model 3's cargo volume to double as well, if not even a tad more than double. So as I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, I think 30-ish cubic feet is pretty reasonable given the, the concrete number of 14 that we have for the trunk and frunk. Uh, now, of course, the overwhelming majority of that's going to be in the rear area. That, that frunk is not going to account for much of that 30 cubic feet or, uh, or even the 14 but, because uh, of course the, the 3's frunk is smaller than the S's from what we can tell. And the other thing, the, the reason too is the Model 3 is a foot shorter than the Model S. It's only, it's a, according to the Motor Trend estimates, it's only a little bit narrower. It's not that much narrower of a car. I mean, the Model S is a wide car. The Model 3 is only, I believe, 3 inches narrower than the 3 is, uh, pardon me, than the S is. So not that much there, but most of the size difference in the S and the 3 comes out of the cargo areas in the front and rear of the car uh, rather than the cabin. So, uh, which should make for more comfortable seating for front and rear passengers, but it just means you're, we're not going to be able to stash as much stuff in the Model 3. Mike from LaGrange now calls in uh, with an idea for how I might honor the fall on Maggie the Boxer, and uh, he also has a, an insider tip, a possible scoop about smart air suspension, which has been on my mind lately with all these uh, 
you know, this whole thing of there's going to be less than 100 possible option configurations. So, Mike, what have you got? Hi, Ryan and fellow podcast listeners. Mike from LaGrange here. It's been a while since I called in, but I had a few things that I wanted to share with you. First and foremost, Ryan, my condolences on the passing of Maggie the Boxer. Our family lost Maggie the Corgi in a very similar manner, and it was a difficult decision for all of us, but I know that you made the right one. First thing is I would like to say that I've thought of a perfect way, I think, that you can pay tribute to Maggie the Boxer and a way that she can ride along with you in your Tesla in spirit, and that is by getting a personalized license plate that says R.I.P. MTB. Rest in peace, Maggie the Boxer, I believe would be on your Tesla, would be an awesome tribute to the legendary four-legged co-host that we all know and love. Secondly, I would like to give a little bit of insider information I got from a friend of mine who works for the company that manufactures the air suspension for the Model S and Model X. Um, My buddy was talking to some people on the team in that company that are in charge of the suspensions, and they are currently producing the Model 3 suspension and another unnamed uh, Tesla suspension. So it looks like there is a sort of unofficial confirmation here that the Model 3 will have air suspension. I don't remember if Elon specifically stated whether it would or would not, but that sounds like a pretty good confirmation for me if they're already manufacturing it. And the unknown Tesla uh, may be the semi-truck. That's just speculation. Um, But this company also manufactures air suspensions for semi-trucks already, so it seems like a would be a perfect fit for what they do best. Anyways, uh, once again, Ryan, uh, hope you uh, stay strong, and thank you for the wonderful podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Mike, I appreciate the kind words uh, from Maggie. I I will tell you, I, I, I do have a custom plate in mind. Actually, I have a list of custom plates that I'm that are that are all available in California, because it's, t- it's tough here. It's a, there's a lot of people that live in California, and so the, uh, the, the, the custom plate options are a bit limited. And I, uh, have some, I don't have one that I totally love. I will tell you, I have one that I am completely in love with for the Model X. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is, because in the freak off chance that I were to win a Model X or somehow acquire a Model X, I'd want to use it. But maybe I'll maybe I'll give it away after give away that plate idea after I get my Model Three. But yeah, I've, I don't have a Model Three plate that I'm totally over the moon about. For my DeLorean, I had in Arizona I had stainless S T A I N L S in reference to the stainless steel uh, uh, exterior of the car, which I loved because. I think the word stainless kind of conveys a timelessness, which the, you know what, I don't want to get into it. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to bore you guys. But I've, and then in, uh, in California, um, 
well, I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to say what I had in California because none of you guys would try to stalk me. But I know they say, like, don't post pictures of your license plate on the Internet. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to do something on the three. It's probably not going to be a Maggie thing because that's just not quite how I want to remember her. Uh, And more power to you if you want to remember your your pet and license plate form, but... Um, I want to make I want to make my custom plate on my Tesla a bit more sort of fun and upbeat and and smile inducing rather than sort of a solemn oh you know honoring thing which you know hey again there's plenty of value in that too but anyway I'm babbling too long about this uh, I was wondering if smart air suspension might have been cut. Uh, now you're, I'm very glad you called in because now your insider tip suggests that it's not, uh, though I definitely believe it's not going to be available right at launch for the reasons I talked about earlier. Uh, I, I want it, you know, I know a lot of people say it's, you know, oh, it's going to break or this or that. Uh, there was a thread on this on, on Tesla Motors Club forums and it seems like Tesla owners that have gotten it have been, have largely been happy with it so far. For me, I don't really care about the lowering its speed for an extra 1% aerodynamic efficiency. I want it for the GPS-aware raising of the suspension to clear crappy driveways and, and you know, that and curbs and stuff, you know. So that's, that's what I want because I just do not want to scrape the front fascia or any part of that car ever. Uh, and the smart air suspension is worth the price of admission for me living and working here in San Francisco, which is a city full of hills and weird curbs and old crappy curbs and uh, driveways, etc. So worth it for me might not be worth it for you, but uh, I, it is, so it's good to hear some reassurance via your insider tip that it should hopefully still be coming. Finally this week, Michael from Milbrae, my friend, calls in in response to the Easter basket, the Easter egg uh, screen um, that's just been added. So he has a clarification on that. Michael, take it away. Hey, Ryan. I wanted to respond to the call about the Easter basket feature. Um, My understanding, and I could be wrong, I haven't gotten the update yet myself to check this, but my my understanding was that if you find an Easter egg, then it goes into that Easter basket. But it doesn't put everything there until you've discovered it. Um, I think Elon's original wording in his tweet said that uh, it would be an Easter basket for all discovered Easter eggs. So I, I assume that's what it means. Um, hopefully that's a good good compromise where where you still have to have to go through the effort to find it. But once you've found it, you don't have to do it again. Anyway, let me know what you think. Thanks. Bye. You are 100% right, Michael, and yes, that totally addresses the dumb, pointless concern I had about having Easter eggs be Easter eggs. So disregard what I said last week, and thank you for calling in with this extra bit of important info, and I am psyched for uh, you and I to make our way to the Tesla factory next weekend and get the tour and see the Model 3. All right, that wraps it up for the Ride the Lightning Hotline this week. I encourage you. I welcome you, I invite you to call in and participate. Questions, comments, discussion topics, it is uh, very easy to do so. Again, you can just record something right on your phone and then email me the file, 
at the email address teslapodcast at gmail.com or use the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's a toll-free number. You just call in, leave your message. That number is 1-888-989-8752. Be right back with some parting thoughts, and we'll wrap this up right after this. I want to start by reminding you that Abstract Ocean, which is a Tesla accessory site, they have uh, stuff like lanyards, uh, silicon key fobs, uh, slip covers rather for your Model S or Model X keychain, interior lighting stuff, various Tesla accessories for you and for your car. They've kindly offered a 20% off code for listeners to this podcast. So do your shopping and then enter the coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout to get 20% off of your order. If you're buying a Tesla, please get yourself $1,000 off of that vehicle using the referral code JEFF2311. So you can just open up a web browser and type in this short link, ts.la slash JEFF2311. JEFF spelled J-E-F-F. And uh, that will take you to the design studio, configure your car, and it'll have the $1,000 taken off in there. And then that will uh, get me, me and Jeff some prizes and get me a chance to win a Tesla and get you $1,000 off your car. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. You can always email me, teslapodcast at gmail.com. Dave T. runs a fantastic weekly Tesla newsletter every Friday. He sends you an email summary of the week's Tesla news. You can sign up for that for free at teslaweekly.com. I would be very grateful if you'd take a look at the Patreon page that I launched uh, about a year ago, almost yeah, almost exactly a year ago now, for the podcast. Uh, this, as I've noted uh, here and there, this show does require a lot of time, a lot of energy. I love doing it, but it is kind of like a second job. So if uh, you see fit to maybe throw a little support my way, I would be extremely grateful. Take a look at the page, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. And I want to thank the group of Patreon producers, these kind folks that support me at the $20 or level, uh, pardon me, $20 or higher level each month. And that ever-growing list of kind folks is Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, ZL Klein, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, John Waltauer, Scott Gillis, Michael Lucas, Alexi Heft, David Kittle, Lisa Kaz, Michael Oprey, Logan Willis, Matthew Parra, Michael Lester, John E. Ford, Robert Maracle, Kyle Stover, Vince Vaughn, John Lasher, David Vakil, and hold on, there was just a new one. Ah, Harold. Oh, no, I don't want to get Harold's name wrong. I think I'm going to go with Plague on this one because it's O-E, which is usually, I know that's a, a lot of German names that were, that were O with an umlaut sort of eventually morph into O-E in, in, uh, when they become English. So Harold Plague, P-L-O-E-G. Harold, please correct me if I slaughtered that so that I can get it right in the future. But thank you so much, Harold, for, uh, for your contribution, for your support. And most of you probably subscribe to the podcast. That way it's automatically downloaded to you each week. If you don't, I would encourage you to do so so that you do not have to manually seek it out. You can subscribe on most of the uh, major podcast services, iTunes, 
Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can grab uh, the RSS feed or manual downloads at the podcast hosting site, which is found at teslapodcast.libsyn.com. So thanks, everybody. Uh, Again, really looking forward to the factory tour and Franz Q&A next week with the Model 3 viewing. I look forward to hopefully getting to share a lot with you, NDAs permitting. So look uh, look forward to that episode next Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, the usual time. And I will see you all next week. Happy electric motoring!